Now I'm politicking with the homie poet, Poe Politicking. Self-help meets hip-hop. That's fucking beautiful. What up, Poe? What up, DJ Period? Just two black brothers. I see y'all out there doing what y'all do, preserving the hip-hop culture and introducing the future stars. Keep shining, kings. Real and recognize real. Love is love. Salute. Yeah. PoePolitikin.com Welcome back to PoePolitikin.com. Your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Right now, we're live on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify or on Amazon, Apple. Type in PoePolitik and listen to my interview since 2008. One, two, one, place to be with Swift Sloan. How you doing, bro? Hey, this is live right here? My fault. Hey, I'm all good, man. How you doing, bro? I'm great, man. What's going on with you? Oh, man. You know, man, just working, man. Trying to keep these projects moving. Yeah, so I was reading you're from Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Man, born and raised, bro. Where you from? You from East Coast? I'm from, I'm from Mississippi, but I live in San Diego right now. I've been. San oh, Diego oh, oh, San Diego. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but I'm from Mississippi. But like I said, I've been out here so long. I guess I'm from San Diego too. That's what's up. My brother Stan Jackson. Yeah, you know, I, I was just trying to get about get your uh, your background. I know you're you're a movie producer, director, writer, but. I was reading that you first got involved through, you was a book author first and a publisher. So I just wanted to know about your background, how you started. Yeah. Yeah, so I started um, uh, my journey in the arts, I guess you can call it, by um, writing uh, novels. You know, I had a a book series called Motivation uh, and that went through like three different books. So I started with that and, um, you know, went on to write a couple of other novels. How did you get involved with writing? Man, you know, just, um, just you know, trying to figure out another path. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I've always loved to read. And, uh, you know, so that kind of drew me in that direction. You know, one of my favorite authors, you know, is um, um, John Grisham. So, you know, I kind of, um, I used to love, enjoy hitting, reading his books, you know. Because you know, he always had like them crime, crime novels and suspense and whatnot. So I was just like, you know what, maybe see if I can kind of like model some of the shit he be doing. I want to say John Grissom from Mississippi too. I think he is. Yeah, I know a bunch of his books is based down there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like like the um the one he did in Biloxi. That was the one from like um what was it about the the tort, um, the the lawyer that was suing the people and stuff? Yeah, they killed Michael. There's a bunch of them though, like the client, all that shit, right? I would say so. Uh, you were saying a different way. So, like, with your background, like, were you in the streets or something, or how was your childhood, your background, like, upbringing? I mean, like, you know, man, I probably I probably grew up, you know, the, the same as you know, um, I probably would say, you know, a lot of black. Males, you know, I grew up in the inner city of Milwaukee. Um, you know, uh, came from a, a you know a background of um, you know um, a lot of street stuff, and you know, I mean, you 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 get involved with these, you know, these, you 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 grow up in these environments, and you know, a lot of times you become a part of those environments if you don't find a better way to to do things. You know what I'm saying? So you just you know you 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 kind of think that that's the way to go because that's the only thing that you see. 
until you know you you come across another situation where you 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 begin to realize okay you know I can I can go down other other paths. So how did you get into involved with him? Well, you know I went to um, um, to school for film. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have went to school for film and I studied um, you know. Um, um, audio and, and um, videography and stuff like that. Um, and I used to shoot, um, when I was in school, I used to shoot for this. It was a part of our class. We used to have to shoot for this cooking show. And, and um, you know, that, that's, that was like my first brush with operating cameras and, and understanding storyboards and, and, you know, all the technical stuff that, that goes along with, you know, uh, film and TV. So was it was it you was a writer then you went to school or did you go to school then after you went to school you started writing and producing? Yeah, yeah. So 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 I had went to school first and then that was before I wrote um uh, my first book. So I went to school first, then I wrote the book, and then you know when I wrote the book, you know I always told myself, you know I wrote it. I said, you know, one day this is gonna be a movie. I mean, I didn't know how it was gonna be a movie. You know what I'm saying, but. I mean, you know, it's just a, a a matter of you putting those pieces together and just having a vision and a goal and keeping your eyes on the prize and just understanding that, okay, if I stay down with this and I put myself in the right circles, I get the right information, I can figure out how to do whatever it is I want to do. So that's kind of how that went, man. You know, um, you know, um, so my books, you know, um, which the books, you know, kind of led me into the field of real estate. You know, I was able to play around with a few properties, you know what I mean? And before I was able to get into and start shooting circumstances more. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but I think you froze up, so. There you go. You there now. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. You good? You can hear me? Huh? Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. So what's your, describe your uh, creative process when you're writing. Well, you know, um, I don't really write novels so much no more, you know, um, but, you know, I always start with just the premise of, okay, what do I want this story to look like, right? I mean, what am I trying to come across? Like, what am, what story am I trying to tell? Then when I get an idea for that, I piece the beginning together think about the middle and I always make sure that I got the end to the story. How do I want this to end? So those three components kind of help me understand what direction I want to go in. And then, you know, as you create stories, you just come up with the rest of the stuff to just fill in the blanks. Then I saw you did a, you did a documentary on Cool Cool Cow. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Cool Cool Cow, you man. Yeah, I was wondering. I need to watch that. I wonder. I was wondering what he had anyway. Cause I remember he had that one song, and you hear nothing else. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, he had a lot of different challenges, man, you know, that he was dealing with. So, you know, it kind of like, you know, um, took away that spotlight that he put on for me, my projects. Um, but, you know, we got the documentary. It's on Tubi TV. Um, IMBDT, what is it? IMDT. Bunch of streaming services. Amazon Prime, um, uh, iTunes, all that stuff. Mm. And then I was going to ask you about your other projects because I know you got Circumstances 1 and 2. I see the, the hoodie you got on with the 2 on it. Yeah, yep, yep. So we got uh, Circumstances, uh, you know, Circumstances, like I was telling you, the, the Circumstances series is based on uh, my motivation book novels, right? So we on part two right now. Uh, man, we, you know, we just wrapped it up in, um, what, July. So, you know, we got Gravy, you know, the guy that played Notorious and uh, played Biggie and Notorious. We got him in there. He played Tiamo. We brought DeMarvis Harvey back. He playing T.A. Keyshawn, uh, played by Kenyatta Deet. Um, we got the, the homie Rev Islam. He's playing uh, Agent Daly again. We got Sierra Angelia. She's playing Agent Chan slash Kimmy. And uh, who else? London Johnson. He played Red. You know, and a, 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 a bunch of other people, man. So you know, we we shot that, and you know, that'll be uh, be released um, December twenty second on Amazon Prime. Mm. So, um, what are you, what are your plans with your like? How many projects do you like? If if you once you're said and done, how many projects do you want to drop? Like, where you want to go with your career? Well, I mean, you know, um, I mean, I think I'm at a point now where it's like, you know, in the beginning, you know, when I first shot my first joint, you know, I was just really learning the process. So now it's like, you know, you learn something, you you understand how it goes. So now it's just a matter of just doing them, putting them out, you know. And I mean, man, you know, I'm just we we got a, we got a bunch of um, other dope movies and TV shows and reality shows and whatnot. We actually on set. I'm on set right now. I just took a break from you. We working on this reality TV pilot right now. Um, you know, so man, we got, I got a bunch of projects that we're going to be rolling out, man, in 2021. You know what I mean? So, I mean, as far as like the direction where we're going, I mean, really, I'm just really just going with the flow in terms of the creativity and getting the stories in front of me that we tell and just, 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 uh, you know, as we want to, and you know, enjoying what we're doing. Mm. Yeah, and then I want to ask you, as far as like, say, if you're talking to like a, a younger kid about getting into the industry, because I see like now I see it's more black males than I thought, like black producers, because I talked to Dennis Reed as well, and I talked to you, so it seemed like it's a lot of. It's a representation. It's a way we can see like we can get into this industry. So, what would you say to any like youngsters trying to get into this industry? Man, you know what? I would I would just say first and foremost, um, just you know, really ask yourself and know that that this is something that you want to do. You know, um, and then ask yourself what portion of the industry, what part are you trying to immerse yourself in in the, in the beginning? Because you know, a lot of times you 
you get it, you start off writing it, then you become a producer, then you become a director, then you become a, you know, it's a different, all type of different angles that you can play in the entertainment industry, especially like with films. So, you know, my advice is to, you know, for especially young people, man, you know, you, cause when you're young, you got so many different chances to, to just make mistakes, you know what I'm saying? And start over, you know what I mean? And, you know, I would just say that, you know, for a young person, man, just jump out there. If you, if you feel like you want to do this shit, just jump out there and do it, you know, and, and God is going to open up other doors for you, the doors that need to be open, you know what I mean? But you got to put the work in to, you know, to be able to get to those places and, you know, um, find the things it is that you want to do. You just got to put that first foot, foot in front of you. And what are some of your, who are some of your favorite, uh, what are some of your favorite movies? And then who are some of your favorite producers? Man, man, what some of my favorite movies, man. I mean, I got so many, man. You know, Godfather, that's like one of my favorite movies um, of all times. Um, you know, um, uh, Malcolm X, you know, that's like one of my favorite movies. I don't understand why they didn't win an Oscar for that, you know. But Spike Lee is definitely one of my favorite directors. You know, I just like, you know, the awkwardness of some of his films and the way he put them together. You know, um, man, one of my favorite producers right now is the Terry Turner. Like, you know, he, he, he uh, I had a chance to meet him once. You know, he um, did that, um, that um, Ultimate Hustler with Dame Dash, that reality mm-hmm. TV series. Um, he, he, he did a bunch of stuff, the adulterer on, I think it was on Netflix. Uh, um, and what else? Uh, growing up hip hop with Dame Dash and him, you know, man, he, he just said, uh, you know, like, man, the man is just working and, you know, he he got that energy and I just like what he doing, you know what I mean? So uh, Ava DuVernay, you know, she, she, she dope too, you know, um, you know, but I mean, I, I, I got so many, man, you know what I'm saying? And what's your interest outside of uh, making movies, making films? What you like to do? Uh, well, you know, um, I, I play around with real estate. Well, I don't say I play around with real estate. Uh, you know, that I, I, I like dealing with real estate. You know, um, it's kind of like the same process when you like, you know, rehabbing a house. It's kind of like the same process as it is to when you put a movie together. You know, you got to find contractors. And, and the real estate with the with the movies you got to find, you know, um, the camera people and the lighting people and all of that. You know, you got to find the property with the movie. You got to find the story. It's, it's it kind of coincides with it, you know. Um, but you know, I mean, you know, outside of that, you know, man, I, I you know, I love just spending time with my kids. Of course, you know, I don't I don't really do a lot. You know what I'm saying? It, but just you know, really working. And, and, you know, just tend to my business, you know, tend to my kids and my family and stuff like that. Then for the listeners, uh, always ask the guests, what's a good business to start right now? Say that again? You kind of broke up a little bit. A good business to start. You said, what do I think is a good business to start? Yeah. Man, that's a good question. Um, Shit. Hand sanitizer? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. A hand sanitizer uh, manufacturing company? Um, I mean, I don't know about the mask company. You know, it's probably the whole mask thing. You know, we might be on a late show with that. But I think when this COVID thing blow over, I think it's going to be people going to be a lot more 
uh, frantic and probably a lot more um, serious about what put applying hand sanitizer. You know what I mean? So maybe that. Um, you know, I mean, I guess it's just a matter of what a person into. You know, um, me, I'm trying to stop myself from starting businesses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's just. You know, you get to a point, man, where it's just, you know, you just try to, like, kind of slow down, you know what I mean, and and stick to a couple of different things, you know, because it can get overwhelming. So how long how long normally does it take you to do a movie from, like, start to finish? Like, what's the time frame? Man, you know what? We're knocking them out in 10 days. As yeah, far as the- real? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah man, man, yeah, we knocking them out. I think what they said, Tyler Perry knocked out that one movie. Um, I forgot the one where the lady went to jail. I think he did that in like four or five. Wow. It's it just you know, listen, man. It's it's a matter of you having the team together that, and y'all know what y'all doing. You got the you got your schedule right, and you understand um, that time is of the essence. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, yeah, we shot Circumstances too, man. We shot that in 10 days, man. You know, and then uh, we went to post-production. I think post-production, we was under 90 days with that. You know, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's just you just got to have that efficiency. You know, you got to have a system in place, understand what you're doing, and you got to hire the right people that is for real about delivering your vision. And, you know, they, you know, folks just gotta be a man of their word in terms of, you know, if you tell somebody, look, I need this done in this specific amount of time, then that's what they need to do. I say, how do you feel about um, Tyler Perry's studio? Is that something you aspire to have one day? Like, I know he has like, he bought this big old school and turned to a studio. Yeah, I think he bought like an army base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, army base, but you know what, uh, man, um, I mean, I would love to have a studio, you know, um, that's definitely a goal, you know what I mean? But what you got to do, you know, in film is just like any other business. You got to, you know, you just got to bite pieces off. You can't just bite big chunks, you know what I'm saying? You got to bite it in pieces and digest it and, you know, just just let things flow the way that they're supposed to. And, and if that's a goal, you know what I'm saying, which, you know, for me it is, you know, I got actually, it's funny you saying that because I've been looking at some stuff. Um, with that, you know, it might not be obviously biggest Tyler Perry joint, but you know, I got my eyes set on a couple of situations. And then, what are some things like? Uh, this probably got one more question. Probably, I would say, as far as just your movie projects, how do you ensure that they are profitable? Well, <clears throat> the first thing is, you know, for me, I'm an independent um, producer, obviously, so you want to make sure your budgets is, you know, um, you want to keep, I try to keep my budgets, man, under a hundred. You know what I'm saying? You know, for me, if I keep them under a hundred thousand, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, then I'm sure I can, you know, market them the way that I need to and, you know, make the money back. So I think that whatever type of distribution situation you have, you need to need to have your budget in mind according to that you know what I mean because it's like you got to understand what you're capable of doing you know it's like as an independent filmmaker a lot of people don't understand you know especially when you you know you you your goal is to keep ownership and maintain ownership of your work 
you know, and you're not trying to, you're not looking to make something and sell it to somebody and you want to sell all your intellectual property. If you want to keep all of that and you're trying to build a catalog, you know, in this day and age where we at, the streaming is where it's at. You know, the 2B TVs, the Amazon Primes, the Peacocks, the uh, Pluto TV, the Crackles and all that. That's how, you know, if you want to maintain all your intellectual property, you're going to, that's pretty much going to be your platform. So you don't, you can't afford to jump out there and have projects that, you know, cost you a million dollars. You know, I mean, unless, unless, don't get me wrong, unless, you know, you have a situation where, excuse me, unless you got a situation where your marketing dollars is going to add up to, you know, it's going to be um, sufficient enough to where you can make that, that million dollars back. So, I mean, you know, maybe some people can pull that kind of stuff off, but you know, that just ain't a reality for me. And I don't think it's a reality for most independent filmmakers who are putting their own money up. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, just, it's just, you know, to get back to your question, I think it's, it's a matter of you just understanding um, what your distribution situation is and, and um, structuring your budget and your structuring your film budget, your your film budget and your marketing budget around that. Hmm. Then, what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Man, you know, um, I appreciate all of them. You know, I mean, you know, it, it's literally like people that have been rocking with me, man, since I came out with Motivation One, the first book. You know what I mean? So, I appreciate them one hundred percent, man. You know, and all my supporters. You know. Um, I just, I just, you know, I just want to thank everybody for, you know, rocking with us, you know, with all the projects we're doing, you know what I mean? We're trying to get better. No, we're not, we're not trying to get better. We're getting better with everything that we're doing. We're moving up, you know, as far as the production value and everything. So I just want people to recognize that part. And, you know, I mean, man, we just trying to give opportunities to folks, you know what I'm saying? Uh, new actors and uh, that might not necessarily have a shot you know, by, you know, because everybody can't go just drop everything and go to Hollywood. You know, some people got to stay in a, you know, stay in a region. And, you know, we trying to um, get those kind of people a shot, you know what I'm saying? They get themselves out there and, you know, because you just don't never know what that kind of stuff might lead to. So, man, I, I mean, I, I appreciate everybody, you know, the cast, the crew, everybody that support all the films that we put out, you know, and I mean, we got way more stuff to come, man. All right, man. I want to say thanks for coming through Politicket with me. Man, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, no doubt. You want to tell me your social media and everything? Yeah, you can follow me at uh at Swift Sloan on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Swift414 on Twitter. I don't really use Twitter like that. Um, and uh, you can follow our movie page also on Instagram. The Poe Politic and Show is brought to you by RapperTShirts.com home of the official Poe Politican merchandise. From face masks to tees and hoodies, order yours today. Thank you for listening to the Poe Politican Show, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. For live content, subscribe to our YouTube channel.